Welcome to At Work in America, sponsored by Paychex. At Work in America digs in behind the headlines and trends to the stories of real people making a difference in the world of work. And now here are your hosts, Steve Bowes and Trish McFarland-Steed. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the At Work in America show. My name is Steve Bose, flying solo today. Trish is on assignment, but we have a great show for you today. We are going to be talking about how organizations can help veterans get into the job market, get back into the job market, make that transition from military service to the civilian job market. It's an important issue. We've covered it in the past on the At Work in America show, but it's been some time it's a great subject, and we're super excited to revisit it today. We've got a great guest who I will introduce here in one second. But first, of course, I must thank our friends at Paychex. This episode of At Work in America is sponsored by Paychex, one of the leading providers of HR, payroll, retirement, and insurance solutions for businesses of all sizes. As the workplace continues to evolve, businesses are being forced to adapt and innovate to meet those challenges. Paychex's fifth annual workforce trend study will help you understand this year's top business challenges and help you set your strategic priorities. You can download the report, 2023 Priorities for Business Leaders, Trends, Insights, and Ideas for an Evolving Workplace to learn about the challenges facing businesses like yours and how you don't have to go it alone. Please visit paychecks.com slash A-W-I-A and check that out today. And many thanks to my friends at Paychecks, of course. All right, let's get on with it. We have a great guest. And I think anytime we talk about jobs and hiring, it's important to go to the source. And the best source for, in my opinion, for all that kind of insight and information is indeed, right, the world's largest job site. And we have with us today, Matthew Jensen. He's the Senior Director of Government Relations and Public Policy at Indeed. Matthew is working to spearhead a program to help upskill veterans and help them find jobs at a time when many former service members are struggling to find employment. Matthew, welcome to the show. How are you today? Great, Steve. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate being here. Yeah, it is great to have you. I love talking to Indeed. We've had folks from Indeed a couple of times on the show. I am an admitted labor market geek. Uh, <laughs> and so we've talked with our friends from Indeed plenty of times about that. So this is an element, certainly, of the labor market story, but uh, a sliver of it, if you will, but an important one. And uh, let's talk about veteran hiring, Matthew. First off, what kind of uh, inspired you to get involved with this work or have indeed really step up in a major way to, to step up for veterans and, and helping them make that transition to civilian employment? Absolutely. Well, I appreciate the question. I mean, the veteran population, they are a critical component of the labor market, right? I mean, incredible skills, both hard and soft um, from a population constantly being reinvigorated with new folks, hundreds, hundreds of thousands each year coming into the private sector. So stepping back a little bit for Indeed, we're, as you mentioned, leading job search sites. So more people get jobs through Indeed than most other sites. And so through that, we have a really great perspective on kind of what works from the job seeker side, and then what also works from the employer side. And so it was just a natural fit for us to step up and work with really important partners like hiring our heroes to the Chamber of Commerce and uh, Transforce and Troops into Transportation. 
um, we, we focus a lot on removing barriers for job seekers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to look at it from the job seeker population, right? Because each job seeker population will face different barriers as right. well as different barriers throughout the hiring process. And so for us, we've got great industry experience and expertise in transportation and logistics. And so it, it was a really natural fit for us. We had a long-standing working relationship with hiring our heroes. And uh, the opportunity was presented, actually, it's kind of a cool, uh, cool story. We've got a great program internally where Indeed employees can pitch. It's kind of like an incubator program, right? Okay. They can pitch these big ideas, these really cool ideas in order to help um, help people. Uh, we're always a job seeker first company. And so uh, really incredible team, Taylor and Emily and many others within Indeed pitched this to leadership and said, look, from a programmatic level, we can help 500 veterans transition from active duty in, or from service, military service into the private sector by helping them get their commercial driver's license. Oh, right. Sure. And we know there's a huge shortage pretty much nationwide, right? For folks with that credential, right? And trucking companies and and the like, right? Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, some estimates are up to 80,000 for the drivers themselves, another 40 or 50 for the technicians, right? Yeah. Um, It's not going anywhere. It's an aging population from the user base, right? Logistics, we need trekking, right? Uh, course, we need yeah. all of our deliveries. We need all of our, our groceries to, to make it to the stores. Um, and, and so it was a very natural opportunity for us in order to support. So the program itself um, is paying for and facilitating the training and hiring of 500 veterans to get their CDLs to become commercial truck drivers. That's an awesome story and a great, it, it takes the the concept from, hey, this is, this sounds great. It looks good on the website. We can put up some, you know, signage and say we support veteran hiring, et cetera, et cetera. But that's practical. That's real and demonstrable, right? Impact that you're having uh, for the veteran community, as well as for the employers who are desperate for these kinds of people. Absolutely. I mean, when you're taking a step back a little bit, right, like we're in an incredibly tight labor market, even still, right? I mean, relative over the last couple of months, you've seen some cooling in in some sectors, right? But it's still a pretty hot market. And to your point, I mean, nearly 80,000 shortage, the need was there. Veterans coming out of service, incredible skills and capabilities, incredible, incredible drive. And so it it really made a lot of sense. And so for us to be able to partner and to your point, be hands-on, kind of put our money where our mouth is and help to facilitate these 500 individuals has been a really incredible process to see the participants in the program go through the training. We've covered all the costs and training materials and helping with placement. Um, Most of these individuals received three to five job offers themselves going through it, which, I mean, that's a buyer's market, right? I mean, you're going through this program and you're getting, being able to choose between multiple offers and whatever works best for you. So we've been really, really pleased. Um, And then from that, we've been able to learn a lot as well because we've become a little bit um, more robust practitioners in the space. So be able to make some product changes to be able to help highlight military experience for job seekers better so that employers can better find across the board on our site. 
can find job seekers with military experience. So it's it's really been a win-win across the board with the program. Yeah, Matthew, thank you for sharing that. I I wonder if like the some of the challenges we've talked about in the past with uh, helping folks transition from military service into private sector jobs are things like uh, skills mapping, trying to understand the skills and certifications they may have received in the military site, what they mean in the private sector. Is it, you know, navigating titles and things like that or years of experience and perhaps maybe they don't have the the same types of uh, qualifications that folks who just stayed in the private sector have. I, what are some of the, are those the typical things you find when you're, when Indeed and or other programs are working with uh, transitioning military folks like to make that connection to opportunities in the private sector? Absolutely. I mean, you nailed it. It's all of the above, right? And it's it's situational, right? It's dependent on the given individual and what particular um, barrier they might be facing. I mean, uh, one can be cost, right? GI Bill and other benefits have been really great. Uh, sometimes there is additional need, right? With a CDL, it can be up to 10 grand or more, depending on circumstances in order to get that. So that can be one barrier. Uh, but really important to your point that skills mapping it is a really difficult beast to tackle, right? Because yeah. you have in service, you just have a totally different structure and framework, right? Like you have a different organizational structure, you have a different work environment, you have um, different reporting structure, promotion schedule, all of those types of things. And then coming out into private sector, it's, I mean, it's market all over the place, right? And so- Of course, right. That's been, and I think across the board for Indeed and for anyone else that's involved with this, that's that's the nut to crack, right? Um, one one aspect of that, which is really interesting, which was highlighted to us in the in the drive for five hundred, is ninety percent of the participants in this program were gaining a new skill. So that's to say, in their active duty service, they didn't do anything related to truck driving or transport. Okay. Right. And and that is generally across the board how it takes. Right. And so say in, in, in service, you're on the flight line, but then going into private sector, you want to go into security or logistics or procurement. Right. Like how to translate those is, is a really difficult proposition. And so it, it really takes I mean, we do everything we can with career guides and, and direction and education to be able to share like. Look, if you have this skill, this is what industries it could map to. Um, and then also on the employer side, there's a lot of education because Steve, say you're hiring, you kind of have to have an understanding as well to figure out, okay, ex-job candidate, you were in transportation and logistics. I work, I have a healthcare company. What are those skills that would be translatable on how can we leverage those in order to build out our team, right? And so it kind of works both ways. Yeah, Matthew, that's a really important point, which takes me where I really kind of wanted to go next, which is let's spin this just slightly and think about it from an employer perspective. Now, I know that so many employers have stepped up over the years, particularly with so many thousands of folks coming out of military service over the last probably two decades, I'd say probably and stepped up to really try to be more intentional about um, engaging with this community, expanding their talent pool to include members of this community. But what are some of the things employers have to either consider or adapt to? Like, what are the way the best ways employers 
can work with this community to help them transition into into private sector. Because as we talked about a couple of times, job market's still really, really tight. Most employers in most industries are still really struggling to fill jobs. And, and they so they need to tap into this community. No, absolutely. Incredible point, right? Because as we've seen and everyone has seen, some employers are able to do it better than others, right? And when you can right. see that, it's really exciting because the employers that get it, they get it, right? They have a hiring strategy for veterans. They understand how to best translate those skills. And so there is there is an expertise and an education aspect on the employer side, right? Um, from the Indeed perspective, we fully understand of our employers, of the users, user employers, um, not all of them have that capacity, right? We serve small businesses just as enterprise clients. And so really for us, we try to provide that value proposition of employer guides and content and direction and try to supplement that education to show, look, employers, here are some steps that you can take in order to develop that hiring strategy for veterans. Or on the product side, we've made changes to make it easier for an employer to be able to identify or see job seekers that have military experience because that first identification of the job seeker with military experience is really important. I mean, we have over 2 million job seekers on our platform that have that military wow. experience. Wow, okay, that's significant. Incredible population. But from an employer, if you can't find them, doesn't matter, right? It's sort of needle in a haystack. And so we've made product changes to make it easier for employers to be able to find that. And then vice versa on the job seeker side, if in your CV or resume, you're sort of like burying or downplaying some of that military experience, that doesn't necessarily serve you either. And so to that previous point, there's an education on the job seeker side as well on how to appropriately uh, promote or demonstrate those skills and capabilities and experience. Yeah. Thank you, Matthew. Yeah. I, I know the, in the past when we've talked about this, uh, we've talked with a couple of larger organizations that I felt like had really dedicated programs that they had created internally and a dedicated person in a leadership role in the recruitment organization who was responsible for this. But as you said, that's not a strategy or a structure that's uh, accessible or available to all organizations, certainly not small and, and mid-side organizations, right? Who just don't have the luxury of having dedicated staff, right? At that level. And it maybe not are hiring as many people either. Maybe they're only hiring a couple of dozen folks a year versus many thousands that some of the large organizations hire every year. But it's a really good point to say, hey, this the this outreach and this talent community is available, right, to everyone. And here's some uh, resources and some strategies that you can use to tap into it, which I think is a great thing. Because I think, right, it's hard not to feel like to get behind this, right, both as an employer and just generally in society, right? These men and women have given so much to our country, right? And and we really should do as much as we can to to give back to them, right? So it, it makes perfect sense. Absolutely. And I mean, when when you're stepping back a little bit, right, like they have given so much, it is part of our responsibility back to them. And then on the, I think value proposition, both from the job seeker and the employer side, right? Like these are incredible employees, right? Like 
the better that connection can be from the job seeker and the employer, right? You get higher retention, which means lower turnover costs. You get higher productivity and higher output. And then indirectly, they're great team members, right? They work yeah. with an individual working cross-functional or within their given team, right? And so all of that can help contribute to general improvement on work happiness and well-being, which is such a crucial component of the employment or hiring proposition now. We've seen a big shift into, okay, look, given I need good pay, good benefits, right? Mm -hmm. And so now from a job seeker perspective, we're trying to, we're seeing a lot more, okay, what else am I getting out of this, right? Like, am I going to enjoy being there? Am I going to be well-matched, right? Am I going to be happier or have general uh, well-being there? And so I think the more we can make that connection, right, the better that connection, the better all those things can be for both job seeker and employer. Yeah, I'd agree, uh, Matthew. And you touched on something that I wanted to ask about as well, where uh, at the first part of the conversation, we were talking a little bit more about some of the traditional challenges with uh, transitioning military service members into private sector roles, which largely, well, I would say largely, which often involve mapping skills and understanding skills and titles and career progressions in the military and how they might relate to private sector roles and how organizations are structured in the private sector. And there's some language and semantics and some mapping that has to be done. And that would always still need to be done. But what you, what you, in your last uh, comments, I started thinking a little bit more about soft skills, right. And the, you know, the types of things and I I'll full disclosure, I was not in the military. Right. So I'm sort of speaking from family members I know and just my perceptions of it, but it's different, right? Being a member, being a service member is not the same as being an employee in an organization, right? The code of conduct and the chain of command and, and everything is a little bit different. I'd love maybe if you can to comment a little bit about just that side of the equation, right? You mentioned military service members often become really, really outstanding employees. And I totally would agree with that. But I, I'd love for you to maybe share some thoughts around just that transition from a soft skills, cultural communication. Maybe it's okay to question a directive from a leader, right? In the private sector, whereas the military generally is not, right? I'd, I'd oh, love for you to yeah. maybe comment on that a little bit. No, absolutely. I, I think this, your question is incredibly poignant with veterans, but it, it's applicable across the board, right? Like, how do you best demonstrate your skills, your aptitude, those soft skills, right? And I think... Thankfully, with, you know, call it what you want over the last 10, 15 years, the technology revolution within hiring, you know, there are better tools and services available. Indeed, we represent a lot of those and being able to facilitate a better demonstration of what a job seeker has to offer, right? So, you know, historically, you had this static CV or resume that said, I did this, I put these keywords on there and this is who I am, right? Um, and so now, thankfully, with um, assessments, better hiring tools um, and services, job seekers are able to demonstrate through improved interviews with video, right? Or through assessments where they can demonstrate some of those soft skills and it's important because that allows from the, the, the hiring manager, right, from the, the employer side to be able to objectively look at some of those things, right? 
historically, innately, a lot of this process was fairly subjective, right? Yeah, for sure. Right. You had a hiring manager that may be partial towards uh, candidates with military experience or impartial, right? Which was good or bad, depending on what it was. And so there's a lot of improvements being made in the in removing that subjectivity through improved tools and, and, and services in the hiring process. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we want to make sure that job seekers are given the best and fairest chance to be able to demonstrate who they are and what they can do, right? And so being able to quantify some of those skills through assessments and other tools um, helps with that process, right? To try and move, remove some of that discrimination or bias, which might exist, uh, really on either side, on the employer and the job seeker side. Yeah, I agree with that, Matthew. That's a great, that's a great point. It's applicable broadly as well, right? Outside of this lens of... Uh, uh, transitioning military members find their way into private sector employment, but right. Re- removing that subject. To, oh my God. There's still right. Maybe it'll never end. Cause it's just human nature, but well, I, cringe when, <laughs> I cringe when I still see stories of, Oh, you know, those viral stories that come on. Oh, I was fired because they told me I wasn't a cultural fit or things like that. And uh, yeah, it's like, oh, absolutely. Right. And it's still happening. Totally. Yeah. There's so, I mean, as much good as there is in people, you know, at the end of the day, there's still some controls that need to be put in place in order to help facilitate fair chance, right? And that, that's across the board, right? And we we work heavily in all sectors and all, quote unquote, barriers to right, try and remove, right? That's second chance hiring. That's pay equity through pay transparency, right? That's skills-based. Yeah. It's all of these things so that there is that better match on both sides, the job seeker and the employer, because both sides win when the match works best. You know? Yeah, Matthew, I'm glad you shared that because that you know, resonates with me and Trish as well, because that aligns with so much of what we've been doing over the last couple of years on our platforms and with this show is really exploring ways that all types of folks can get access to opportunity, right? That's really what we're talking about, right? Providing fair a fair shot at opportunity, a fair chance at finding that right job and and for employers as well, right? Finding that right fit, that fit that they need to help further their goals and their objectives as well and, and build the best organizations they can. So, and it's a challenge, right? Like, I mean, the, the technology alone, right? That's been thrown at helping organizations and individuals find that right match over the last whatever, since the beginning of online job boards, it's probably in the billions now, right? That's been invested in building tools to help this problem. And it's, it's, it's a challenge, right? And that's, that's a testament to how much time, effort and resources have been spent on it, but but one that can be, can be improved. Right. And this is a great example of how companies like Indeed are working hard to improve it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a constantly evolving process, right? It, It is not a, a static or a stagnant solution, right? And so yeah. for us, it's it's in the development of these tools and systems, trying to mitigate against any potential bias or, or, or discrimination. And then once they have been deployed and gone live, it's the oversight of them, right? That they're being correctly used. Because um, there's incredible benefits to your point, but you want to we want to make sure that there are those those controls, those sideboards in place. Yeah. Last one. Uh, last thing I want to ask you, Matthew, because uh, you mentioned it earlier in the show, and I'd like to revisit it for folks who may not be familiar with the program specifically. You mentioned the Hiring Our Heroes program that uh, I don't think it's an Indeed program, but you work with 
the Chamber of Commerce, I believe, on, on this program. And I'd love for you to just share some thoughts around that, why that's important to you indeed, or what what when what hiring our heroes is a little bit about. Yeah, absolutely. So hiring heroes, um, the program coming out of the US Chamber of Commerce, right? And it, it's a really great model in, in in facilitating great solutions from the private sector, but there's also a really good public-private partnership element to it, right? Because okay. from Indeed, like we've got incredible data and insights and perspective in real time, right? Like we can see what people are looking for from interests and skills and jobs. We can see um, wage growth and, and job benefits offered. And then you pair that with the great work that the government does with their data and insights and kind of being on the ground and working from VA or DOD or Department of Labor, Department of Commerce. And so um, stepping back broadly, Hang Our Heroes and many other efforts, great, great um, think testament and support of public-private partnerships. Um, and so we, we've had a good working relationship with Hang Our Heroes for a while. And this concept was, was put forward through us through um, uh, Transforce, Troops into Transportation, which are other groups connected that have partnered with uh, Chamber of Commerce hiring our heroes previously. And so it's it was standing up this program for 500 individuals to get their commercial driver's license, their truck driver's license, um, facilitating the transportation, the training, the education, and then the placement for them uh, okay. to get their jobs. And so... Uh, incredible success rate. We had the last um, tranche, the last group, and started their program late last year in November, and we've had incredible success rates. And it's it's a really good model from a programmatic level, right? And there's there's kind of a couple of different ways to approach this and any other barrier for a job seeker. You can go from the programmatic level, which this is. We've done this in other areas with Indeed for Education, where we've partnered with hundreds of um, U.S. public uh, school districts in order to help hire educators. Similar during the pandemic, we did a lot with um, nursing and frontline workers and restaurant industry. So you can do that at the programmatic level, and then you can do it at the product level, which is we've made changes. And then you can step back a little bit where you do sort of like the macro structural changes where you get into sort of new policies, new laws that are being crafted to help incentivize and facilitate um, the transition specifically here for transition out of active duty into the private sector. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for that that context and that information. Uh, I think this has been super fun. I'm glad to uh, able to talk about this topic again. It, like I said, we have uh, done this a couple of times on the show, but it's been some time and we do like to sort of circle back to some of these important issues to, because they don't go away, right? I mean, I, I don't know the number exactly. You probably have a better handle on this, Matthew, about how many thousands of folks transition out of military service each year. I'm guessing it's a pretty high number. Um, and, and so th- this problem or this challenge is not going to disappear just because we, we've we managed to get 500 folks CDLs and get hired, which is a great start, of course, but it's an ongoing thing, right? That organizations and that public-private partnership needs to continue to emphasize. Oh, absolutely. I think, I mean, there's a couple of different estimates, but, you know, well over 100,000 each year yeah. come up to duty into the private sector. And it's, you know, I appreciated some of the comments that you've made because it is about a job, right? It is about having employment, but it's about that economic mobility and their ability to, 
help their friends and their family and their loved ones, right? It's about mental health and having a purpose and bringing in the income that 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 happiness and well being. And so, we we feel ourselves to be incredibly fortunate to be in a, uh, such a great program and to be able to support it. Um, that said, and to your point, there's a lot more to do. And yeah, of course, we're, we're we're thrilled to be a part of this and look forward to other opportunities in order yeah. to help. That's great work. I'm so glad we were able to showcase it today. Matthew uh, Matthew Jensen, Senior Director of Government Relations and Public Policy at Indeed. Thank you for taking some time with us today. I know Hiring Our Heroes website is just hiringourheroes.org. Uh, Indeed's got a lot of great resources as well on the Indeed site. Is there anything else, Matthew, you'd like to just mention for folks to uh, look into either from uh, the the sort of job seeker, you know, transitioning military person or the employer looking to get a little bit more intentional about what they're doing here. Yeah, I absolutely appreciate that call out. Um, so just Google Indeed for military and, and that'll pop up our landing page where it has all of the career guide content, um, support for how to craft your resume, how to demonstrate your skills, um, as well as links to the employer side and how to build, help facilitate hiring of, of a veteran. So appreciate yeah. that. All that no out. problem. And I can attest to, I did that this morning myself. There's a ton of resources out there for folks. So uh, I do encourage folks to check that out and take advantage of those resources. All right. This has been a super fun conversation. Matthew Jensen from Indeed. Great to see you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Steve. Really appreciate it. Say hi to Tristan. All right. That's it. Great, great stuff. Great show. I want to thank, uh, again, Matthew. Thank our friends at Paychex, of course, for all their support. And thank you for listening and remind you you can get all the show archives at hrhappyhour.net and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. My name's Steve Bez. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time. And bye for now.